Welcome to the Homefront Podcast. I'm your host, Tori McQueen. I'm a realtor, an entrepreneur, a mom to five, and a bold dreamer, always on a mission to turn nothing into something. Have you ever wondered how all these other entrepreneurs do it all? Can they actually have a successful and thriving business while also having a happy home life? Here, we dig into the real stories on how to run a biz and a home life, how to scale and grow, and how to manage parenting and relationships without sacrificing your home life or happiness. After all, isn't that what matters most? Let's get to it. What's up, my friends? Welcome back to the Homefront Podcast. Ah, it feels so good to be here just chatting with you guys. Man, okay, five kids is so unreal and it's so, 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 so fun. But I will say running a business and managing a family can be such a challenging task. It surely requires a lot of time and effort and dedication to make both aspects of your life successful. And oftentimes I do feel like, okay, balance doesn't really exist. Like we're just, you know, it's sometimes more work and then sometimes it's more family and you never fully feel like you're doing it all right or that everything is going as planned. And a lot of times you feel just that, that things don't go as planned and failures arise, which is common. And I always talk about failures and how you can feel forward and all of that cheesy nonsense that you guys hear on a daily basis, I'm sure. But whether it's a failed business venture or a family conflict, dealing with stress, lack of control, and negative thoughts can be super, super overwhelming. So as I personally began to enter into this crazy, crazy life of mine where my kids are heavily into sports, traveling for sports, traveling for work, traveling for play, while also maintaining kids' school life and still working with clients and running a team in the spring real estate market, I think it's a perfect opportunity to share with you guys some of the tips that I use to help me manage my thoughts and stress when things just don't go my way. Because I will say, 78% of the time, things don't necessarily go as planned. I'm just starting to recognize that pattern. And I think it's because we have so many bodies in this house and so many schedules that we have to go by that the more kids I've had, and I've said this to you guys before, the more I've learned to just be at peace with not having as much control. But anyways, I know that may not be what you want to hear, but today I do want to share with you guys, like I said, some tips that I use to help me manage my thoughts and stress so that hopefully you can take some of these and use them for yourself, um, or maybe you're already using them, but let's dive into it, okay? So first off, stay calm and positive. I know this sounds like pretty cliche. But this is the first step in managing stress and negative thoughts for myself, just staying calm and positive. And sometimes it just means I need to take a deep breath before I react. I know this may seem easier said than done, especially when things don't go as planned. It's very easy to get caught up in negative emotions like anger, frustration, or sadness. However, I found that for myself personally, these emotions can cloud my judgment and make it super difficult to be able to move forward. 
Also, James and I have made it a huge priority for us to keep our household as stress-free as possible just because, you know, the last thing we want to do is have any added stress in our home and create stress and anxiety in our children and each other and just have that resentment fester in our house. So we just have managed to, you know, stick to that as a priority for us to just not have it be crazy stressful in our house, especially with more bodies that we've added. We really, really try to protect that. Yet we all know stress is all around, right? Have you guys ever dealt with flight delays or, I mean, you guys know I dealt with that this winter, but like even like a project that's behind schedule, maybe even simple little things like a baby pooping out on the beach and you don't have extra clothes or a client canceling an appointment and it can have a huge damper on your day if you let it. Now, of course, things do still get me down, but instead of letting it damper my entire day or get me completely depleted, I try to take a deep breath, just step back and try to see the situation objectively. Um, aside from gratitude, I think personally, my deep breath quickly turns into a, well, what are my options here? And I can sit and whine and complain or cry. And I'll be honest, the crying can feel completely gratifying some days and is also much needed at times. But we can sit there and continue to cry or complain. Or instead, we can ask ourselves, what can I learn from this? And how can I use this experience to grow and improve? And how do we move forward from here? And like I said, when I'm Getting into that situation where it's like, well, what are my options from here? Like, well, what else can we do? You know, sometimes it goes back to like a giggle or James and I sometimes just look at each other and we're like, remember that one time where we got stranded at a Taco Bell and we had our kid had no extra clothes and we had to go use their sink and their sink clogged and the pressure was low. So it was took us like an hour to get all the poop out. Like these scenarios really happen. And instead of being pissed off, and upset with the other kids and like really like damper our day we kind of just giggle about it and we're like well we're gonna remember this someday and we sure do and we're like I said gratitude does play a big role but really just asking ourselves how do we move forward from here okay we can complain or like how do we move quickly well there's a store next door we can go buy this or we there's a hose on the side we can ask to use it like whatever we just have to force ourselves to problem solve and for example, let's say your business launch didn't go as planned and you're feeling discouraged because let's be honest, that happens very frequently in the entrepreneurship space. Instead of dwelling on what went wrong, try to focus on what you can do differently next time. Or maybe you need to adjust your marketing strategy or tweak your product offerings. Or to give you an example, in my life and my business, I tend to move so quickly and set large, quick goals, knowing that there will most likely be wrenches that are uncontrollable getting in the mix, which for me usually is either added business activity or more engaged activities with the children that need me. And let's be honest, I thoroughly enjoy being a part of that. I mean... Who knew the boys would have field trips coming up or that we would have another tournament added to the calendar that would keep me busy? With these things, I give myself extra grace and I breathe and I ask what actually matters. And that's where 
the part with building a business and building a family really tend to intertwine. And especially as a mom of five, I mean, I just have to stay positive and laugh a little and then go over my options. Overall, these are all good problems to have in this instance. However, I do know that not all problems are good problems, and some can be completely devastating, and they're out of our control. And when that happens, if we can just stay calm and ask ourselves what my options are from here and know that there are always going to be alternatives, then we can simplify the alternatives. And then for me, as I simplify the alternatives, I then can make a decision on how to move forward with those alternatives. And when I fail and get knocked down, fall, or get pushed even, what are my options from there? That's kind of where my brain goes. I can stay put, but eventually getting up after the fall is the best decision that I can make. And I believe that to be true for most people that I've met and a lot of the entrepreneurs that I've spoken to. You just get up and go and you carry on because at the end of the day, nothing really matters, right? This helps me feel less overwhelmed and less overworked as well. It's like I tell my kids in their sports, if it's a contact sport, plan on getting hurt, bruised, knocked down. That is part of the game. It's a normal thing, a standard, actually, if you're playing it right. So to be surprised when things happen is very different than expecting it and then carrying on. Obviously, some incidents hurt physically and mentally more than others. But life and business is also a contact sport. You play and expect to get thrown around a bit. And when you do, do your best to stay calm and stay positive and ask, how can I keep getting better or prevent this from happening, depending on what it is, of course. And I guess throughout the years, I have practiced getting back up time and time again. And that now when I get knocked down, I literally just brush my knees and keep it rolling. And honestly, like I said, I've got way more bodies in my household. I have so much less time to sit and dwell on things or be upset about things. Like, And like I said about stress in our household, if I want to alleviate our house from, from stress, I have to get up and move on. Like, I don't have time for any type of negative thoughts other than constructive criticism or constructive analyzing of what I did and how I could change it. And now falling isn't such a big deal anymore. You know, some failures or uncomfortable issues that arise will definitely knock me down for a longer time. But by staying calm and positive, I can maintain a clear head and keep our peace in our household and in my business and with our team and find a way forward. So like I said, every situation is a little bit different, but the more, the bigger the team I have, the bigger the family I have, the bigger the problems I feel I can fail at and get back up faster because I just don't have the time or space to do anything other than that. My brain has to be forward thinking and it's worked for us. So I'm hoping that maybe some of these things like asking yourself like, okay, what, what are my options? Hopefully that'll help you guys too. So let's dig into number two, adjusting your strategy. And I adjust mine. 
as I go. And I'm constantly adjusting as a mom, as a business owner, as a sales gal, as a leader, as a wife. I am constantly adjusting how I do things and why I do things and trying to be intentional. Sometimes things just don't go our way because the strategy or plan wasn't effective. In these cases, it's important to really just adjust to better fit the situation. So for example, if a marketing campaign we run didn't generate the results we were expecting, then we have to tweak our messaging or tweak our target. Or sometimes it's us realizing that, oh, gosh darn, like I, my message isn't clear. You know, there's something wrong with it. Or we just didn't try it long enough. Sometimes it's just a lack of knowledge and experience. And other times it's just a lack of planning. And I've done both. This is where I've had to go back to the drawing board and really define, okay, who am I even talking to? and get super clear on my audience. And other times I've had totally ditched a project because I realized it wasn't actually getting me where I wanted to be. This also happens when I pile too much on. For short terms, I'll do like these sprints that will require me to spend more time working than I would normally just to get things off the ground and to hit a deadline. I only do this for like short periods of time because I wanna ensure that I'm not taking too much time and mental capacity away from my family, if I start to realize projects are too consuming or just I'm becoming obsessed to where like I can't talk about anything else but that or I'm beginning to miss things, lack of sleep or stress starts creeping in, I simply just adjust my schedule. And I'm getting pretty good at this to where I'm starting to recognize it in myself. This also just takes some practice and work. So for instance, I may set a 30-day timeline to launch a project or complete a task. But after working for 15 days, I may realize that, oh gosh, I should give myself another 30 days and pace it out because my sleep is being affected or I'm constantly tired and my health is lacking and or my kids, I have less energy to spend with my kids. And like I said, going back to our priorities and like a less stressful household, I have to gauge that. And I guess that's where my priorities with my family, my life, and my work have to balance. And at the end, I have to think about it. Does launching 60 days from now or 30 days from now really matter? If it does, which matters most, right? And sometimes that means the sprints, I have to just put my head down and sprint harder and most efficiently and get rid of other tasks. Or sometimes I just spread it out and at the end of the day, everything works out. And after asking myself that, I can really best determine how to adjust. But either way, it's very common for me to have to constantly be adjusting. And similarly, if a family conflict arises, it's important to adjust my approach to resolving it. For instance, maybe you need to communicate more effectively with family members or find a compromise that works best for everyone. So in my case, in my family life, things are getting so insanely busy with sports and I want to be at all my kids' games and all the things, but it just isn't feasible, especially in rainy weather with a one-year-old walking around needing naps and eating dirt. So I have had to adjust mine and my family's expectations as well as like my other kiddos having to be at my other kids' tournaments all day long. 
if they have friends there or if it's nice outside, it's not so bad and they get in the zone and they play. But if it's miserable and cold outside, it can be torture. So we will continue to adjust to what feels right for us and what brings us most peace in our household. So I encourage you not to be afraid to pivot or try new things. Be flexible and open-minded to find the best way forward in what works right for you. I mean, what do you have to lose, right? So adjust. Hey there, let's take a brief moment to acknowledge our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by eXp Realty, one of the fastest growing real estate companies in the world, cloud-based and built for the future. It empowers realtors to scale in their businesses and lives beyond what a typical local transaction could. This is the company I personally hang my real estate license with along with my entire team. If you're a broker owner or a realtor like me and wanna join in on the fun or interested in learning more about this awesome company, click the link in the show notes or go to my website at torymcqueen.com slash partner in real estate. That's torymcqueen.com slash partner in real estate. Let's get back to the show. Now let's dig into number three. And this one's big and I've always been a big proponent of this, but seeking support. When things don't go my way, it's easy to feel alone and misunderstood and overwhelmed. However, we don't have to do this alone. And once I realized that, it clicked for me that like, okay, I am not the only one dealing with this issue. People do this all the time. And again, it's not like I'm belittling my problems, but I kind of am. I mean, people do this all the time. Um, so I try to think about how I can seek support from friends, family, or mentors who can offer guidance, advice, or simply a listening ear at times. And sometimes a fresh perspective or a word of encouragement can make all the difference. Whether that's, hey, is this really aligned with what your values are? Or, hey, like, remember you wanted it for this. Is this still the case? Or, hey, I was there once. You can do this. Or this is what I did to get over that. Or, you know, anything, right? We all need that support. But for example, if you're feeling stressed about managing your business and family life, reach out to other entrepreneurs who have been in your shoes or who are dealing with the same things as you or who align with your goals and know how to either slow you down, pick you up, or push you forward. However, sometimes this can be super tricky if you don't know yourself well enough to know who your people are. And this took me a long time to figure out because I wasn't being honest with myself and what I needed. And also, I wasn't I was still learning who people are and how they can support, right? And so what was happening was if I needed support, I was going to these people and, and wanting support, but just feeling more discouraged, right? Not everyone, but you start to realize, you know, if you can get honest with yourself and what you need, then you know who to go to for support and vice versa. Your friends and your peers and your family should feel the same about you. So for instance, I know that I cannot vent or relay my problems to anyone who is easily stressed or has a negative mindset because for me, it will make my problems larger than they need to be. And I know that doesn't make me feel better about myself or my situation. It adds stress to my family. I, I don't let it go. I let it fester. I feel resentment and I feel almost 
you know, helpless in that situation. So I've realized for myself, I need to go to my peers that will laugh with me, tell me they get it, share a story about how they just dealt with the same thing, help me work through how am I going to move forward, maybe even a quick cheers meetup or a lunch to get me back on the horse. I mean, those are my kind of people, though. And it didn't always used to be that way. It takes some time to realize who your people are. And I don't feel like they are belittling my problems in any way. But in a way, they are letting me know in the grand scheme of life, yep, that sounds about right. Sounds shitty. I deal with that too. Now, what are we going to do about it? Let's keep this, let's keep rolling with this life we got going on here. It's just a different mindset. And I realize that those are kind of the people that I know work for me. Some of you may be completely opposite and need a friend that will be silent and just listen and tell you all will be okay. I think different failures or issues that arise need different types of support also. So for instance, I'm not going to be sharing an issue I'm having with as a parent to multiple or a personal issue with family to a person who doesn't have the same issues as I have. Or they may not have kids or a business. Unless I'm wanting or looking for alternative perspectives, I probably won't be going to those people for guidance. I think every person is different though, and support can be found all around you, but you just have to know what type of support you are looking for. Another thing with me too is I'm trying to be very careful as I protect my energy and my household's energy and our stress levels not to inflict stress on other people either. So I don't want my stressors to impact other people in a negative way. So that's something that I wasn't always like that. And I've grown to be cautious of because I know how valuable it is for me and my household now that I try to be very cautious of that for other people as well. But the key here is know who your people are and where to find them. And if you don't know who your people are yet, I would say dive more into what helps you first. And then as you start listening to other people around you, then you'll start to quickly realize who your people are. Maybe join a support group or network with other like-minded individuals who can offer guidance and advice. And sometimes this guidance may be best as a third party. Like if you're having issues with a family conflict or a death, you may need to seek outside support from an expert like a therapist or a counselor who can help you navigate the situation because you may not, like I said, you, you may not feel comfortable sharing with anyone else. It may be personal or you may just want a third party person so that, you know, someone can be completely objective. Or with work, you may want to hire a coach to help navigate your growth and accountability and decision-making so it isn't always your peers or your spouse either. It's more self-work. Like for me, you guys know I hired a coach so that I could begin working on myself without always having to rely on my husband to be constructive with me or be in my work life all the time. That way I'm not always talking about work or always trying to better myself with him. I can just be me and he can just be him and we can continue working on ourselves individually. And that way he's not the only one holding me accountable in every single department either. So I'm here to tell you guys what you guys already know 
And that's managing a business and family life can be stressful, especially when things don't go as planned. But honestly, we should be expecting that things aren't going to go as planned every single time. And if you expect that, then I think you can manage your stress a little bit easier because you're not expecting that everything is going to be perfect. However, by staying calm and positive, adjusting your strategy and seeking support, you can manage your stress and negative thoughts and find a way forward. And if you guys just remember, failures are all part of the journey towards success. And it's just how you decide to respond to them that matters most. As I've always said, if you say to yourself, everything is normal, and ask yourself, what are our options from here? You will start to understand that sitting and doing nothing isn't going to get you anywhere. And that we can be grateful for the things and the failures and the stuff that happens to us that we can't control and just release that control and just understand that there are other people that are dealing with this and it's not going to be the end of the world. It's all normal. And we get to decide what happens from there. That's where our control lies. And I'm hoping you guys can use these tips and stay focused on your goals, give yourself some grace, and laugh a little along the way, and just believe in yourself and your ability to overcome any challenge. Does that make sense? Well, for me it does, and it wasn't always this way. Well, there you have it. I'm hoping you guys can use these tips to stay focused on your goals, give yourself some grace, laugh a little, and believe in yourself and your ability to overcome any challenge that comes your way. Thanks again for joining me on another episode of the Homefront Podcast, where happiness is our true profit. If you enjoyed today's chat, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. This helps us to learn, grow, and reach more listeners. Join me again next week as we drop new stories, experiences, and game-changing tips for your home front and biz. As always, here empowering you in business and in life. Until next time.